I'm Victoria. And I'm Joe. And we're Catholic wedding professionals who love working with brides on this journey toward marriage. As married women ourselves, we totally remember all that goes into preparing for the wedding day. All the stresses and obstacles, and we are here to help you through it all. So that you can prepare for the wedding day and marriage with ease. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Catholic, Catholic Wedding, wedding Podcast. Podcast. Hi, everybody. Happy Thursday. Well, if you're listening to this when it drops, and we're also recording on Thursday, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep everything smooth here. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's always like a learning curve to like starting a podcast and stuff. But Victoria and I have been working like super hard behind the scenes just to make sure that we have like great podcast outlines for you. We're covering like a variety of topics because, again, like our whole goal with this podcast is to support couples, support brides as they're going through this like marriage prep process and wedding planning because there's so many moving parts. Yes, absolutely. And so today's topic is going to be something that I thought that I think is really beautiful and really important um, and something that I heard about actually not too long ago and I love to share with everybody and that is choosing a patron saint for your marriage. And I think this is going to be something that is not only great to do during your engagement, but then of course throughout your marriage and as you grow your family and beyond. Okay, so Victoria, for, for just the sake of like the variety of listeners we have, let's say I haven't even looked at saints since my confirmation in high school, okay? And like fast forward, you know, 10 years or wh- however many years, it's been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. What is a patron saint? Okay, yeah. So I looked this up just so I had like the official definition. <laughs> but um, a patron saint is a saint that is chosen as protect- special protectors or guardians over a certain area of your life. So if you've ever heard of like a certain saint being the patron saint of let's say, your field of study, let's say nursing. Um, that is typically St. Catherine of Siena. That is an example of one of the things she's a patron saint of. But they also can be a patron saint of like multiple different areas. So St. Catherine of Siena is the patron saint of nurses. She's also the patron saint of Italy and Europe. And she's also the patron saint of miscarriages. So they can have a wide variety of different like designations and those like protectors slash guardians of different areas of your life. Typically they're designated for your occupation, sometimes a title. So there's a patron saint of mothers, um, like countries and all different types of aspects of your life. And they're pretty much to make it not sound super formal. They're like your go-to person when you're going through a certain area of your life and they can be, you know, asked for help during that time. Funny story. I used to be a youth minister and I was in charge of confirmation and so I would get all of the like saint paper well I had I had the kids write saint papers like tell me why you chose the mm-hmm. saint as your confirmation I remember saint. doing that yeah when I was little <laughs> The funniest one I ever had was a kid loved bacon so much <laughs> that he wrote his whole paper about the I don't even remember who it was now but the patron saint of pigs and he chose that as his confirmation saint because he loved bacon so much. Oh like that's what his my gosh. <laughs> and you know what? I was like, you know what, kid? Like, I'm so proud of you that you looked this up, that you found a saint that you really like resonate with. You know what? 
Good for you. That weird flex, but okay. Is amazing. As the kids would say. I just looked it up. <laughs> Apparently, it's Saint Anthony the Great. I don't know if that sounds familiar. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I was so curious. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> That's oh awesome. Gosh. Yeah, and like so, parents um, can also choose like a saint to name their child after. So um, a lot of times, especially in Catholic families. Um, there will be a specific saint that they want to name their child after. A lot of times, at least in our church, they say either the first name or the middle name should be after a saint. So um, it doesn't have to be your first name. But my, so my name is you know Victoria Elizabeth. That's Elizabeth is my middle name, and so there there is a Saint Victoria, but um, my parents named me after Our Lady of Victory. So I consider her kind of like my patroness. So like kind of my patron saint for my first name. And then, of course, there's a lot of different uh, St. Elizabeths. I personally think of St. Elizabeth of Hungary as my patroness. So those are like my two kind of go-to people. So you can also like have like have a chosen patron saint as far as your name. And then, of course, like you mentioned with your um, confirmation saints, like you can choose a patron saint as well. So it doesn't have to be specifically your name. It doesn't have to be your specific occupation or state in life. You can choose a saint that is like really important to you. So like you mentioned, like during confirmation, you kind of take that name on as you become a soldier of Christ. So um, my patron saint for confirmation is Saint Christina. She's not super well known, but her story is really beautiful. She's a martyr. She died at age 11. And I really resonated with her story, just like her bravery and just like her, like, I don't know, zeal for standing up for her faith. Um, Her dad was like a pagan and so... She actually destroyed all of his idols and then was sentenced to death. So, and she, is this the one? Is this the gal who like chopped all her hair off because her dad wanted to marry her off? Because um, she was so beautiful. And no, she was like, no, no, that's a different saint. I forget who that is, but that's somebody else. Um, okay, I get all these saints kind of confused, and a lot of them have similar <laughs> stories because Saint Christina has a similar story to Saint Philomena, where she was like sentenced to death, but like they try to kill her multiple times, and she just like wouldn't die, and then they finally like shot her in the arrow with a heart, or sorry, shot her heart with an arrow um, for <laughs> Saint Christina, um, and so. Anyways, I chose her. I loved her devotion to God, and it was, like, literally so awesome, like, in the truest sense of the word, and I was so inspired by her. So, like, that is an example of someone that you can choose. Like, she, you know, she isn't specifically related to my state in life, and she's not specific to, like, my name. Of course, I kind of consider Christina as part of my name now um, from confirmation, but not legally part of my name. Um, right. and, <laughs> but your spiritual name. Yeah. Your spiritual name. But she is someone that I chose. So that's kind of an example of choosing a patron saint. One saint that's been really instrumental in my own life from confirm- from my confirmation days was I remember being on, this was like when JP2's Theology of the Body first kind of came out in a youth group for teen format. So we had a basically like a purity chastity retreat as a okay. as a teen and that was like the first time that I heard I think I was 14 at the time like you know you can be praying for your husband right now mm-hmm. and you know you can ask Saint Joseph to pray for your husband and <laughs> when I was younger younger I 
my dad remembers this conversation better than I do. So he's like dictated it back to me since then. But mm-hmm. apparently when I was a kid, I said like, Mary, 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 how come nobody cares about St. Joseph? <laughs> 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 okay, but you know, just keep in mind, like out of the mouth of babes, okay? Like right. I love Mama Mary, like she's great. But I had always loved St. Joseph. And so I had chosen him for my confirmation saint. And then he's the patron saint of husbands and fathers right. and families. And so... I had just continued to ask him for prayers throughout just like my life and my dating life and everything. And um, really, when I was first dating my husband, asking him for a lot of intercession. Mm -hmm. And we actually, our parish in the church that we got married at is St. Joseph. That's awesome. And when we were looking for the house that we're in, we had done a novena with St. Joseph. So he's just, he is a saint that's been throughout my life. That's awesome. And I think that's cool that you have him as like your kind of go-to person to ask for help. Um, St. Joseph is, is awesome. And I think he, he can be somewhat overlooked. So I don't think, you know, (laughs) it was wrong, you know, obviously you were little and everything, but, um, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, so that's kind of what we want to talk about today is we're going to talk about why even thinking about choosing a patron saint for your relationship. So throughout your engagement and throughout your marriage, I mean, even if you aren't engaged at this point and you're dating, you could choose a patron saint now as well. Um, that's not, I don't think that would be wrong, but I would think most of our listeners are already engaged. So I would definitely encourage you to start thinking about this now because Engagement is really hard as we've talked about it before in the podcast and I'm sure you've noticed in your life already throughout the engagement period it can be really really hard and that's there's just all the trials there's all the stress there's all the planning but then in addition to all the stress with the planning the devil also really comes at you hard he hates marriage and he wants to do anything that he can to kind of get you to either be tempted to fall or just to get really stressed and like basically shift your whole focus away from marriage and all just about the wedding and all the stresses. So choosing a patron saint can really help kind of combat that and have kind of an ally as you're walking through this journey toward marriage with your fiance, of course. Yeah, there was even a I need to like look in my Instagram archives here because somebody posted recently on Instagram a Dear Wormwood post. Oh yeah, I love that. That was so good. Yeah, which I thought was so good. Okay, so it's Kaylee Satello, I think. Okay. We'll link her down in the show notes below, but she just had this really great post and it's a Dear Wormwood post, which if you don't know what that is, C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Screwtape Letters and it was basically a lesser demon writing his uncle who's like a bigger demon like hey how do I like corrupt people Mm -hmm. but she wrote a really great post we'll we'll link the post down in the show notes below but it was just a really really great post basically you know written obviously from Wormwood's uh perspective here or Screwtape's perspective here but um about distracting the couple from what's really important which is the marriage because marriage is the devil really hates marriage right yep he hates every sacrament but he really hates marriage because marriage is it's not only like building a family for yourself but it's like it's important to the church as well you're you're growing the church and of course he hates that he hates everything that comes from marriage as well like 
he hates love. So, um, so yeah, he will try to distract you throughout it. So choosing this patron saint, like I mentioned, will just kind of help you and create create a deeper bond with your fiance as well, because you're going to be choosing this together. And, you know, you can always obviously add different patron saints that are, you know, relevant as you continue throughout your relationship and marriage. But this is one that you can choose together right now to help kind of combat all those trials and difficulties. It's also a great way when you start the wedding planning process and the marriage preparation process because I and yes. I say them differently because I feel like they are two very different things. Mm-hmm. Like one of them is you're planning the wedding, which could be like the reception, the dress, you know, the bridal party, all of the those type of things. And then marriage preparation is really like what you're doing in terms of like formation with your, you know, your future spouse and with the priest and in terms of everything that comes after the wedding day. Absolutely. So I kind of, I I say them as two separate things because in my head I feel like they are kind of two separate things. But when it comes to choosing a patron saint, this is a great thing that kind of covers both categories. Right. You know, like choosing a patron saint could be both a wedding day decision and a marriage decision for you and your fiance to come together and say like, this is who we want to ask for intercessions during this whole process for both of these pieces. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it kind of interwines the two of them and it also is going to help set you up for success throughout your marriage because you're choosing a patron saint. It just kind of reminds you throughout the entire wedding planning and process like what is actually important and just sets up that really good foundation for like your Catholic faith and your Catholic family moving forward. Joe, so Joe, so where would you suggest finding your patron saint like where do you even get started with this being that it's 2022 the internet um mm-hmm. <laughs> would be my first recommendation <laughs> as a place to look I know growing up we had a book that my mom would give us and every day of the year we would read about whoever's feast day was that day I have no idea if those books are still a thing. I'm sure that they are mm-hmm. but my first recommendation would just be to look it up if there's you know, something that's important to the two of you. Like, I don't know if you're both engineers, which mm-hmm. the patron saint of engineers is Saint, also St. Joseph. So there you, go. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but if you're both engineers or if you both have, you know, a really strong devotion to uh, our lady, but maybe it's like a particular title mm-hmm. title for our lady, you know, that could be something as well. But I would start by figuring out, what's important to the two of you and just googling the patron saint of whatever it is Mm -hmm. yep yes so definitely first like after this podcast if your fiance is not already listening to this with you definitely bring this idea to him chat with him see what he thinks about it and then of course go to prayer if there's one that already like pops into your mind, you can kind of do a little bit more research, start looking. I know we definitely had a Lives of the Saint book growing up. Um, so that's something that you can go to a lot. I think a lot of church bookstores still sell that. So you can always kind yeah. of look through that. That was kind of what I looked through whenever I was trying to figure out a confirmation saint. It was one of those saint booklets. And I just like read through some of the stories and then I settled on St. Christina. Um, and I still like after I like heard her story, I still looked just to see if there were any other saints that resonated with me more. But she just kept coming back to me and kept popping in my head. So I think that was her saying, yeah, 
I'm the one. <laughs> um, but that's kind of a little bit of an inkling sometimes. Not everybody has that, but sometimes you might just like keep having a name pop in your mind. I know for me, when I was choosing my business name, I decided I wanted to choose a title of Our Lady and I was looking through all the different titles. And when I came across Mystical Rose, uh, me and, actually, me and my husband were looking through the titles and we both looked at each other and we're like, wow, this, this is like a beautiful title and I think it'd be perfect, but I wanted to take some time even after just to like think about it a little bit more and pray about it, but I just kept coming back to that name. It just kept popping in my head. So that might be an inkling as to like that is, that is the one, <laughs> that is the saint for you. <laughs> That makes total sense. I my company name isn't a saint, but mm-hmm. it is like it is rooted in somewhat of a religious aspect. In in that it's comes from the book the the Four Loves by C.S. Lewis, yep. and it was kind of like the same thing. It, and it really felt like the Holy Spirit was just like, "Hey, this is the name that I have for you, right. and I'm just going to keep like nudging you until you <laughs> figure that out." Exactly. Yeah. A lot of times it'll it'll keep coming back to you, and then sometimes you'll notice it in different ways, or other people will bring up that saying, or it's just it's kind of interesting how how God works. But <laughs> um, that is one thing that you could think about, and I, I would encourage after you kind of settle on a name, just continue to pray and continue to think about it for just a little bit longer just to make sure. After you settle on that saint, there's a bunch of different things that you can do to honor that saint throughout your engagement and also throughout your marriage and your wedding day. So one of the examples that I would love to give you guys is if after you pick a saint, you can find novenas and just pray to that saint throughout your engagement and throughout your marriage. You can pretty much Google any saint and you can come up with a novena. And that's something that you can do, like I said, throughout this entire time. I would definitely encourage you to do a novena leading up to your wedding day. If you can remember, I know for novenas, for me at least, like I always am afraid that I'm going to miss a day. So, (laughs) but don't stress about it too much. Just try to commit to doing it like with your fiance, either together or separately. And I think that's one really beautiful way to like set up your marriage for success and just like honor that saint right before you get married. I don't know about you, Victoria, but I'm, I come from a very Italian family. Mm -hmm. Same. And so, okay. So you might actually, you you will understand this. So I don't know, like in your, if you remember your grandmother's house or your great grandmother's house growing up, but there's like usually a section of the house that's just like covered and like religious paraphernalia, mm-hmm. like statues and icons and crucifixes. And like, that's just the thing. And I'm a very minimal person. I do not like a lot of stuff in my house. I do not like a lot of stuff hanging up on my walls. However, we will hang up crucifixes and crosses and icons um, in our home. And we have one of the Holy Family that my parents gifted to us for oh, our wedding. So we have that hanging up right next to our front door. All of this to say, once you find the patron saint for your engagement and for your marriage, this could be something that you might actually want to put on your registry mm-hmm. for your wedding. And then that way you have something for your home. Or maybe there's a really beautiful crucifix. crucifix or maybe there's a really beautiful crucifix that you like that you will want to hang up in your home. Or even a holy water font that mm-hmm. you want in your home that you can put on your registry and then when you guys do end up moving in together, like now you have 
some religious stuff to to put in your home. So that's a really beautiful way to kind of tie in the patron saint piece to the wedding day piece by including it in your registry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know my husband, whenever we were getting married, he said, I want our home to look very Catholic. So (laughs) so we have crucifixes up every room and we have our little like shrine and stuff like that. And yeah, so you could put, like Joe was saying, you can put a saint statue up there or you can even, if you find a really beautiful image of that, of that saint, you can also put that up. Um, but that's also a really cool way to just kind of throw those little inklings of like Catholicism and how like important your Catholic faith is to your guests as well. They might not even, even like think about the fact that like this is important to you. And it kind of just, it just has like little nuggets of like your Catholic faith and how important it is to you and your marriage as well. That's kind of a little bonus too. (laughs) Um, and then, One thing that you can do to honor that patron saint kind of on your wedding day is to get some medals of that saint. Usually you can find this at your church bookstore or you can definitely find it online. But if you Google, let's say for Joe, um, St. Joseph's medals, you can order a bunch of those or order a couple of them. And you could either wear a medal of St. Joseph or whoever your patron saint is. You could also have your bridesmaids wear those medals, um, or you could even have it wrapped around your bouquet. So a lot of times Catholic brides have their a rosary wrapped around their bouquet. You could also add um, a medal and just tie some ribbon and tie it around your bouquet and just kind of have that as like a little way just to honor that saint. I had a bride once who she and her husband, well now husband, Mm -hmm. had a deep devotion and a deep love for Mama Mary, and she had the rosary wrapped around a bouquet that was really sweet. He sang the Ave Maria at their wedding mass. Wow, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Oh yeah, he had just an amazing, incredible voice. And she also wore blue shoes on her wedding day Mm -hmm. as a way to honor our lady that's awesome which I thought was really sweet it was like subtle but also sweet Mm -hmm. that she was just incorporating it into her wedding attire as well I did the blue shoes too (laughs) Uh, did you really yeah (laughs) oh that's so cute yeah we did a bunch of stuff to honor our lady for our wedding but yeah there's just there's little things that you can do that are a little bit more obvious or there's things that you can do that are a little bit more subtle like especially like wrapping around the bouquet most people are not gonna necessarily see that but you'll know it's there, it'll be photographed, and it'll be really special to you as you look back on those photos as well. All of these things to say is that Victoria and I are fans of choosing a patron saint for your engagement, choosing a patron saint for your marriage, because marriage is probably one of the hardest things that we'll do in this life. Mm -hmm. The most beautiful and rewarding thing ever, but it's also one of the more challenging things or it can be. And so asking someone who is already in heaven for help and for their intercession can just be a way to provide support for you and your spouse because we're not meant to do this alone. Yep, absolutely. And it's just like asking a friend to help, but of course they're in heaven. So it's just even more special. So Definitely recommend it. I think it's beautiful. I heard about this a little while ago and I had to share it with like everybody I knew because I thought it was just 
so awesome. So I hope that this was helpful. Um, as far as like a little homework for you guys, I want you to not just hear this podcast and then just kind of like, okay, and then on with the rest of your day. I really encourage you to, after this podcast, text, call, or just chat with your fiance and see what he thinks about this. See if they, you know, he has any ideas or if there's anything that's like kind of popped in your head while we've been chatting about different saints, if there's one that's kind of already on your mind. And, um, but either way, just start collaborating with each other, kind of have an idea. Um, course pray about it like I mentioned think about it for a little bit and then yeah move forward and also tell us who your patron saint is whenever you settle on one please send us a dm on instagram at the catholic wedding podcast we would absolutely love to hear which saint you chose and also why you chose that saint I used to read saint papers as part of my like daily job for when I was a youth minister <laughs> that's so and cute. I loved it then and I would love to hear why you guys chose who you chose now. Yes, it would be just, it would make us so happy to hear like who you actually chose and why you chose that saint. And yeah, it would just be awesome because I'd love to hear all the different saints that everybody chooses because everyone has a different story and, you know, different devotion. So yeah, we can't wait to hear. Marriage preparation, wedding planning is sometimes not easy, but we're here to do it together. We're here to support you in that. So if you have any questions about marriage planning or wedding prep in general, you can always reach out to us uh, at uh, catholicweddingpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. Victoria and I are in both places, so we would love to chat with you and pray for you and pray with you. Yes, we can't wait to hear from you. All right, God bless everyone. Bye.